Hey there, welcome back to Foot Traffic. Today I am interviewing Stephanie Gass and we had such a great conversation. She's actually somebody new that I was not connected with and we got to dive into all the fun marketing stuff and she shares a few strategies that has been working really well for her with podcasting. Now she talks about how podcasting has led to really quick growth. And typically I tell people podcasting is a very long-term strategy. It's not something that I would, I would usually say like, Oh, you know, grow really quickly by using this strategy. However, she shared a few interesting ways that I could see this actually working well in a very um, organic way. So I'm excited to share with you. Trust me, I took notes. I will be making sure my podcasting team is listening to this episode which are always the best episodes when I am just getting excited and intrigued by, okay, tell me more, tell me more, because I want you to hear those behind the scenes. So let me introduce you to Stephanie Gass. Growing your business doesn't have to be difficult. It's all about mastering a few key techniques, systems, and mindset. Welcome to Foot Traffic. With over a million downloads, it's the go-to marketing podcast dedicated to helping you grow your small business. I'm your host, Stacey Tushel. I've been an entrepreneur for over 15 years, and I own multiple seven-figure businesses. Together, you and I are going to get you more customers in the door, more profit in your pocket, and more happiness in your home. Let's transform your business starting right now. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on Foot Traffic today. Thank you. Hi, Stacey. Hi. So before we dive in, I always love to hear people's entrepreneurial journey. I like to hear, how did you get in this? Like, what, what did this look like? How did you get here today? So why don't you fill us in and then we'll go from there. Yeah, for sure. So I started my entrepreneurship journey nine years ago. Okay. I had gotten laid off from corporate. I had a new baby and um, I was hanging out going, I'd kind of like to work from home. I wonder what mm -hmm. I could do. And my mom came home with a network marketing opportunity. So I think like so many people, you know, it's a gateway into mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. So joined network marketing and did great as far as like on paper. Yeah. So climbed to the top 1%, did it all the wrong ways, right? Of okay. course, lost all the Facebook friends, all the things. <laughs> and um, walked the stage three years later, had the top 1%, had the big check, had all the success mm -hmm. and it felt great. And I had done it. And then I realized I had done it at the expense of everything else in my entire life. Yeah. Right. So it mm -hmm. became number one. It became a big idol in my heart. And, um, what's cool is sometimes in our breakdown, we have our breakthrough. Mm -hmm. So it ended up not working out. The business kind of crumbled underneath me okay. and it was such a blessing in disguise because I went through this whole soul searching process of like, what about my life to really be and look like, and who do I want to be? And I wrote down on this sheet of paper, like all the things that God wanted me to be. And it started with present mom, present wife, time with me, get your health back in order. And so we had no more money because the network marketing wasn't working out for, there's a multitude of reasons for that. Yeah. Can I ask you, how do you go yeah. from being that successful to it crumbling? Yeah. So like what were the lessons there? There were so many lessons in there. Number one is that I had put all my eggs in one basket, mm. all of them. Yep. And I had built this business around a product instead of a personal brand. And mm. so the company went through a rebrand and they changed their name. All these things happened. My company was at the time, probably 1500 deep. And everybody was getting the new and shiny syndrome. If you remember, I don't remember the yeah. year, but all the new ones were out and they were like, woo, leggings and yes. lipsticks. And I was like, Pah! and it was gone. I mean, it was like into a quarter Stacy. And mm -hmm. no matter how hard I worked, I couldn't recoup it because it wasn't yeah. mine. Yeah. And so 
no, no shade to MLM. Like it's great income stream, but your eggs should not all be in that one basket. And I was left in a really hard financial position. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think putting your eggs in one basket is risky in general, but putting your eggs in somebody else's basket you don't hold the cards. So you had no idea the rebrand was coming until it's like, great. Now, now what do we do? Um, okay. Thank you for sharing that. That's it, it's interesting to hear like how fast things can build, be built and how fast they can be taken away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is what the big lesson there for me too, was I am not building someone else's dream ever again. I'm doing what I need to do. And the yeah. hardest part of that next phase, which is so funny because sometimes our what we ultimately end up doing is something that was so hard for us was yeah. finding out what my calling was like, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. And so I just started, I was praying and I was seeking and I was trying different things. And, um, my husband had to sell his Harley to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. We had to borrow money from my son's savings account. Like it was an awful year. I had a newborn. Yeah. I'm 60 pounds overweight. I'm like, maybe I'll just do Amazon merch t-shirts, right. you know, like <laughs> crying into my Doritos. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just kept hearing this whisper, like you have helped women build these big businesses in Mm -hmm. like, just start there. And I'm like, okay. So I started doing lives on Facebook about just building business online. Yeah. Get out of your way. You know, how to, how to use lives, whatever. I was kind of just like easing in. And I started finding that I had this love for helping these women get clarity. Like Mm -hmm. they'd be like, I don't know where I'm stuck or I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I'd have these conversations with them and I do them live. And over time, people started knocking on the door going, Hey, can you do one of those? Like, you know, those clarity calls that you do with people. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, that's what it's called. Okay. So I started doing coaching and, um, started, tried, tried YouTubing, tried blogging. And in 2018, I I had a dream because I'd been praying for how do I grow this faster? And it was start a podcast, like extremely Mm -hmm. clear. I was like, okay. So two and a half years ago, started the show and it started as the mompreneur mastermind show. And now it's the Stephanie gas show. And, um, it exploded. And what I do now, long story short is help women get clarity on their calling and then turn it into a business that's passive online using podcasting as the funnel and courses as the monetization play. And it's like, it feels like a dream. Okay. I love it. So I want to backtrack a tiny bit. You are like world has crumbled. You're unsure of what to do. So you're in this moment of not being sure where to go, maybe feeling a little stuck. What were the action items you did? Like you said, like Facebook live or whatever it was, but what were the action items you had to take or tell yourself to get unstuck? Like, what did that part look like? Sure. So I think one of the best things that I did was I kind of created this vision for my life one year from now. And I've been doing Mm -hmm. this for nine years, Yeah. but I sat down with that sheet of paper that I mentioned and it started with not what does my business look like in a year, but like, yeah. what does my actual life look like? Like what matters? Cause we get so fixated on the business section. Cause wherever we're not mm-hmm. having success, we think that's where all our focus should go. Yeah. But really my whole life needed to become, I needed to get that in order before I could get the business back in order. So I prioritized that list and it started with, well, one, you got to get your health back in order. So I just was like, great. Step <laughs> one, I invested in a gym I couldn't afford so that I would go. Yeah. Step two was like, just show up online and open your mouth. And I was like, okay. So that next day I turned on the live and my kids would always run in and talk about poop or throw fruit snacks at me. It was like inevitable. We always joke in my community right. that my kids are like the poop kids. Cause they're like, I have to poop. So that, and I, I would still go, like, I'd still go through it. And it was every day. Let me do one thing that's on the sheet of paper. So that was okay. the first thing. And then And then the next part was I was not afraid of looking dumb or messing up or failing 
because I'd already failed. So it was like, what's the worst that can happen? Nobody watches, nobody cares. It's fine. And then the third part of getting unstuck is being willing to pivot a niche because when you start, it's not the ultimate destination. Yeah. And you're going to have to be willing to say, okay, I've gotten this far. Which way am I turning? Which pivot am I going to make so that it becomes Mm -hmm. even more clear? And that's a constant evolution. Like clarity is a constant evolution. Mm -hmm. So good. So podcasting, were you, this was a few years ago, were you already listening to podcasts? Like what made you think this is the thing? Yeah, I really wasn't. Okay. I was struggling on, I was using YouTube and I was blogging and it was like slow as molasses. And I'm like, okay. And plus the kids would come in, the videos just wasn't really working. Okay. And so I kept, you know, thinking about what is this answer? Like, how do I scale faster? I didn't want to, I had done the ads game. It just wasn't really working for me at Mm -hmm. that time. And I really needed that organic marketing strategy. Okay. And so I'm like, like, Lord, give your girl a bone here. Like, I don't know what to do. And so when that dream came through, I just really felt like it was just a a blessing, like telling you what to do. So I had this really old staticky mic from Amazon. I plugged it in. It's awful. I didn't know what my niche was. I didn't have a launch plan. I'm just like, Hey everyone, I'm starting a podcast. And, um, the funny part was it was magic Stacy because number one, my audience is listening. They're not watching because they're the busy working mom trying to scale this business. And number two, I was able to just be myself and pause as my life was happening in the background. And then the third part was, um, the algorithm wasn't against me. You know, I didn't have to pay to play. It was like just my voice and my heart every single week, getting these people a transformation. And so they started talking about it and organically it started to grow. And then I started to dig into SEO and titling and these things that I didn't realize, oh my goodness, you can scale a show 10 times faster than I could scale YouTube. And that I was able to scale the blogging world Yeah, and I was able to repurpose it to all those places that I already was. Yeah. So yeah. It so just, it was great. what's interesting to me is, um, you say like, I want to scale faster and you pick podcasting because typically I always tell people podcasting can be slower growth. Like it's hard to get people to find you and to get new people. So what are the strategies you did to get people to know you had a podcast and to get on different new people's radar? Yeah, absolutely. So there's, there's a few things that we do. Um, number one, what I do and help my students with is really utilizing SEO in the podcasting space. So your titles, your keywords, your descriptions, all of them are completely SEO searchable and people don't really utilize that in the space yeah. very much. So as if you go in and search for Christian entrepreneur, I'm like the number one or number two show that comes up. Oh, And there's a reason behind that. Cause I'm using okay. that niche and that marketing and that keyword strategy to boost my show. So, and in your titles, those are searchable. You can be putting keywords in there, right? Okay. The descriptions, all those places. Number two, um, we utilize Pinterest marketing. So I help my students come up with like a 30 minute or less per week Pinterest strategy where we are sharing a graphic to Pinterest, but it leads back to the podcast, whether they want to run it through a blog or just directly yeah. back to the show. So that's number And are you two. doing that to your website or to like iTunes specifically? So I'm going to my website and we have okay. a little blog post for each episode. Perfect. Okay. Super easy. And then that has SEO in it, right? So like you're using yeah. all these SEO strategies that are totally free. And then does, the third, sorry, yeah, I'm just intrigued here. Um, okay, does okay. the podcast, does the blog reader then say, oh, there's a podcast with it. I want to listen. Or do they just read the blog? So here, here's the magic. You have your podcast embed code, you guys. Yeah. So as you, when you start a show, you're going to find that your host has this little cool thing for you <laughs> called an embed code. Mm-hmm. You pop it in your blog and they can click to listen. 
So what I do is I tease out the episode instead of writing out a full blog post, I yes. tease it out with like three key points. Of if you feel like this, if you're feeling this way, here's the transformation. It's inside the episode, give one teaser tip and then tr- prompt them to listen. Okay. So they're going from the emotional connection with you in the blog to, I want to listen. And then below the listen is an Apple podcast button. So they can either listen on the blog or to the podcast. And then right below that is a bunch of CTAs, right? Come join the list, come buy the courses, come do the coaching. So that's all they're being driven from Pinterest, which is a long game, but I will tell you, I mean, not even knowing what the heck I was doing when I started on Pinterest to one year later, having 17,000 website viewers, just in the first year coming straight from driving to the show. I was like, this is it. Like this is the gold mine. It's, it's figuring out and also where your people are, right? Cause yeah. my people are, hello, they're on Pinterest. They're like, oh, I got sure. a Pinterest mom. I'm like, no, you don't. So the third step of getting visibility to your show is called podcast pitching. What Stacy and I are doing right now mm-hmm. is a podcast swap. So I'm on her show. She's on my show. I'm able to connect with people in her audience that might, might resonate with me. She's going to come on my show right after this and resonate with people in my audience. That's going to love Stacy and they're going to come and listen, yeah. subscribe to our shows. This is a beautiful free visibility play that, um, it's underutilized. Yeah. Agreed for sure. Um, okay. Love it so much. And I love the Pinterest idea. Like we, and I will say like Pinterest is our number one source of free, uh, traffic, right? So to our website. So when we look at Google analytics, it is heavily Pinterest. So that makes sense. And you're right. I don't think many people think to do that with it. So that could be a big game changer. Okay. Love this all so much so far. Um, okay. So your goal is podcasting top of funnel, selling them into courses is what you've been doing. Yes. Um, what made you want to go the course route? What made you decide, okay, this could be a great way for me to move forward. Yeah. So I started out with coaching. Like I had mentioned these clarity calls where for an hour we sit and they're like, here's what I think I want to do. You know, it's like kind of messy and they just like, and I'm too multi-passionate and I can like pull the pieces out and go, no, you have a brand right there. You just Mm -hmm. said it, you just couldn't see it. And then they're going, oh my gosh, but I I couldn't make money with that. Like, oh, I love to sew and I love to embroider and I'm a stay at home mom. Like, great. Well, let's start a sewing business from home with Mm -hmm. a course teaching other moms how to sew. Like it's that easy. And they're like, Oh, okay. Um, so that was how it started. And then I realized they were going, Steph, how do I start a podcast? How do I grow and scale an audience? I'll use Instagram. I'm like, no, you will not yeah. because you just can't win over there. You got to show up 24 seven. It's going to obsess, take your life, steal your life away from you. Like we have to do something where it's you to many, your options are long form content, blogging, YouTubing or podcasting. That's it. What are you going to pick? Well, these were busy moms and they're like, uh, podcasting. Right. So they're like, show me how to start one. I'm like, great. Here's how we click record. Like yeah. the same conversation. I went, okay, if there's something tactical that I'm coaching on mm-hmm. and it's the same every single time, that's the answer. You guys, that's what you package up as a passive course. And you, you can coach on the other stuff on the strategy work or whatnot, send them to the course for the stuff that's tactical. That's the same thing mm-hmm. every time. So I created Podcast Pro University, which was my podcasting Mm -hmm. course. And after we had the clarity call, they'd go take the podcasting course. And then, um, so that's how I started. And then I realized, oh my goodness, if I can shift this, this demographic to be like, I need to get them through this customer funnel of like getting clarity without me. So Mm -hmm. I created another course, clarify your calling, they get clarity, then they go podcast. And then they were going, how do I make money from the show? I was like, okay, here's the mastermind opportunity. So taking my students then into a high level mastermind where we create their course, 
their program, their offer. So now they're going through two courses until they bump up into the mastermind with me. And it's cut my coaching down so significantly, which is the goal. Cause I want, I want to have this freedom, this time yeah. freedom, but I still want to get my people a result. So that's kind of mm-hmm. how it accidentally happened. And once I realized the potential in there, I was like courses all day. Yeah. <laughs> so somebody who's listening, who's thinking, oh, I want passive too. Do you believe there is a time and a place to slowly back out of that one-on-one and go one-to-many? Or do you believe somebody can go right to one-to-many? Like, what do you, what do you think? Yeah. So I usually recommend to my students to start with one-to-one because mm-hmm. it's really hard to be sure what the course is yeah. when you don't know your person. And I know it's like, oh, I just need, I want a course, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Well, I've created eight courses in my life, yeah. y'all. There's only two that are here with me today. Like rest in peace. I can't even tell you how many I've created. So like, congrats for knowing there's eight. Um, yeah. yeah, I 100% agree. I think I get people that are like, no, 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 I'm coming right for the passive. And I'm like, you're not ready. Like, let's be honest here. There is not like this passive, just set it and forget it strategy. There is a lot of work still involved to get it automated and running where it doesn't need as much of your time as it did in the beginning. Yes. So I don't want, I don't want people to skip that part and think, oh, yeah. this is perfect. Um, because I, and I think sometimes I'll, I'll attract some really high level entrepreneurs that are very successful. So mm-hmm. in their mind, they're like, oh, I don't, I can skip that. And it's like, but you don't get what your person specifically wants. And I think what you're saying, Stephanie, is getting your hands dirty, getting in there, you know, digging through things. You're creating the courses people actually want, which is why now this works for you well. And exactly why they're going to sell. Cause you yeah. already have proven the demand is there. Yeah. You've already proven proof of concept. And so if you're like, oh gosh, I don't know. Well, you could do some free coaching, right? Do some yeah. beta calls, uh, do 10 minutes with people. And you'll start hearing the same problem over and over again for your niche. And then to your other point, Stacey, you asked about what about phasing out? Absolutely. There's a point. Yeah. Like once your business grows too big and your coaching prices have to be, they're too big, right? Yeah. There's a point where it's like, this doesn't make sense Correct. to charge two grand an hour or whatnot. Yeah. Like at that point you can fit, like, I love coaching. It fuels my soul. So I haven't X'd out of it, but I'm offering more bigger coaching opportunities like yeah. pod coaching or masterminds that are a bit more high level yeah. than the one-to-one. Cause the one-to-one at this point, it is expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and there will be a day that probably won't make sense unless I just yeah. want to take a limited number. So it's, does it bring you joy and does it still make sense financially for your market? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We felt the same way. It's like at some point the privates have to go away because you're like, why would you ever pay me this when you could get all of this for six months or all of, you know, the add-ons. So yes, I think it is a gradual process like anything. Yeah, totally. Okay. So I want to hear what have been your biggest mistakes, your biggest, like, okay, don't do this. If you're going to follow my path. Yes. I love this. Okay. The biggest thing that I stand for on planet earth is like, you need to play the long game Okay. in today's mm-hmm. online world. It's like, okay, great. So just join this 10 K 20 K 30 K program. And you're, we're going to snap your fingers and you're going to make 10 K a month. And we're going to have you run ads when you don't even have an audience to sell to. And number two, you're going to show up on Instagram and make 75 reels a day. And I'm like, y'all like, can we stop the madness? You have to build mm-hmm. something sustainable that you can actually continue. Yeah. It's like at the diet, right? Let me go on a crash diet for three days. And, and it's like, you're going to, you're going to fall off that diet and gain all that weight back. Well, the mm-hmm. online business space is the same. So instead of picking a diet, that's going to last you three days, pick a lifestyle. And that's my number one thing is like, what's your lifestyle going to be? I don't care what mm-hmm. it is. You want to pick YouTube and eBooks. I love it. You want to have a brick and mortar and then have a little, a little online consulting business to go with it. Beautiful. Stick with something. 
-hmm. And we get so hyper distracted, myself included. So one of the biggest mistakes was getting distracted. Okay. I'm going to start this online business. I'll start with Facebook lives. Oh, wait, it should be YouTube. Oh, that's not working fast enough. I'll blog. Wait, I'll write an ebook, which I totally did that. (laughs) And then I'm going to start a journal. Like it was like, stop, pick one thing, Mm -hmm. one method. And I, by method, I mean, long form content method. Are you going to do YouTube blogging or podcasting? Don't pick them all when you're just starting, pick one and get great at it. And then what's your monetization play? Pick one, pick one thing just for a while, six months to a year. And then you can start to diversify when you've got that money coming in in a consistent basis instead of being confusing to your market. So that's number one. The second well, biggest and is, yeah. let me Let me pause you there because sure. I think people think this isn't working versus un, like just have unrealistic expectations of like, no, 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 it is working. It's just a slower, longer strategy. So no, you're not blowing up on YouTube tomorrow after you post your first video. This is you putting a year or two into it for you to go, wow, this is really working, right? People just don't want to play the long game. And unfortunately, I don't know too many short games that are like instant overnight success that is sustainable when you happen to go viral for one reel. And then it's like, well, what's your play after? Exactly. And are reels really converting is the question. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, I get so many views and I feel good about myself. But like, what are you selling at the end of the day from a reel? You got to drive it somewhere that changes their life. And the only place we can change people's life is actually spending time with them on the videos, on the blogs, on the, on the thing. So the second mistake I made, and that I think we all make is that we're looking at what can I sell instead of how can I serve? And so if you want to make a ton of money in your business, like real true wealth and lifestyle, life-changing income, change people's lives for free. Like give everything you've got, lay it all on the table, show them your hand. They will throw their money at you because you've changed their life for free and they can trust you. And they know if your free stuff is like that, oh my goodness, what's your program like? Mm -hmm. Like they can't wait to work with you. And so people are so afraid of giving it all away or, you know, Steph, I'm afraid of, of talking about what's in my course. I'm like, don't be, Yeah. people want to hear from you. So that was the other big part for me was I got to stop selling and just start showing up and serving. And then they started Mm -hmm. knocking. What do you sell? Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Somebody just said, if I copied Stacy's model of her five day boot camp and I gave as much as she did, no one would buy like they're buying for her. I'm like, why would I be so different than you when 90% of the people that come into my funnel are cold? So yes. they don't even know me. Right. So yeah. I totally disagree with the comment of like too much can like deter them from actually buying. No, I believe when you over deliver and you serve, people are like, give me everything. How do we go deeper? Fill me in, like, tell me more. Exactly. And one, and to your point, Stacey, yeah. they come into your five day challenge and some people are cold to hot within that five-day period, which is yep. amazing. And they're ready and they're already ready and primed. But a lot of those people go, mm, I'm not sure. But guess what? They're still hanging out with Stacy because they got a transformation. Yeah. They're subscribed to your show. They're checking out all your stuff. They're following and they will be ready yeah. one day. Yeah. It's like people don't realize too, sometimes, especially in the podcast world, um, you know, I, I just had a, a mastermind event and I went around the table and I said, where did you first find me? And then when did you buy? Which was really interesting. If you've ever done this before, it's a fun, uh-huh. like little activity. And it was shocking how many people would say like, well, five years ago, I started listening to your podcast and I'm oh like, gosh. okay, that's amazing that you're all podcast listeners, but like, whoa, this is a lot of times a long game, but it can be so worth it when you just continue to pour and serve and share. So, okay. I love it. Um, last thing before we go one best piece of advice or 
something that you want to give them as an action item to get started today? What would you say? Yeah. I think the first thing that I would encourage everyone to do is you must get clarity. Okay. It is ridiculous when we head out there and we go, great, I have this thing. I'm going to do it. And you start throwing stuff at the wall, spaghetti at the wall and hoping that it sticks. When you can't answer me this question, what do you do and who do you serve? And there are so many people that they they're out there building, building, building. And they come to me and I go, what do you do? And it is a blank stare. And there is no answer. We must know what we do. So doing some homework over what do I do? Who do I serve? And how do I serve them? Get absolutely clear on those three things. And then the second piece of advice I have for you is to enjoy the journey because without the journey, the end result doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, without the breakdown, the breakthrough is like, cool. That was super easy. So when you're in those hard moments, like the beginning is pretty awful. The messy middle, just love it because Mm -hmm. all of those hard pieces are cultivating you and strengthening you and giving you the grit and all of the guidance that you need to ultimately lead other people through it. So you're Mm -hmm. walking through the painful points in this business or, or even in your life, I believe on purpose because it's for the bettering of other people's purpose. You're going to help them through it. Just enjoy it. Every day is a blessing. Yeah. I love that. So good. Stephanie, where can everybody find you? Where's the best place online? For sure. So stephaniegass.com and it's spelled S T E F A N I E G A S S. All the things are on the site. I have a free clarity workshop. If you guys are like, I don't know how to answer those questions. It's right at the top of my website and, um, I have a podcast, the Stephanie gas show, and it's really for getting clarity, building a business, using podcasting, online marketing and courses. Love it. Stephanie, thank you so much for being here. We so appreciate you. You guys definitely go check out Stephanie online. Thanks Stacey. If you're loving the foot traffic podcast, I want to invite you to hang out with me for five days. Yes. Join us in our next live five day bootcamp where we will be discussing 10 free or low cost ways to drive more traffic. And you will be blown away by the content that we cover inside. Go to drivemoretraffic.net to get signed up and let's get you more visible.